This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Following on the trend for the last couple of weeks, we're recording an inside man. We're joined with my regular panel guest space star ben how are you doing i like that space star good evening mate how are you doing yeah very good very good thank you and uh, we're also joined by a view from our, our, our next opponents in the league we're joined by mark from sky blues fan tv mark how are you doing yeah i'm good thanks Stephen. thanks for inviting me on oh it's a it's a pleasure to have you well we'll, we'll start with we'll start with you mark obviously ben seems to have <laughs> disappeared um Last last time out, obviously, I believe it was a one-one draw uh, against Luton. How how are things? How 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 did you get on in that game? What was the sort of level of performance and um, optimistic really for tomorrow? Yeah, I thought um, what was decent for Luton. I mean, Luton are I think similar to Millwall in a lot of ways, quite a powerful physical side, uh, quite a resilient team. Um, you know, they're they're. Uh, I thought, from our point of view, it was it was the best performance. Um, we haven't we haven't played, played one like two games um, since we've come back from the World Cup, mm-hmm. but um, we definitely strengthened a bit of the back. Carlton Fat team came for his first appearance in the last two or three months from injury, um, which made a big difference in the back. Uh, Massey Gordon's come back from injury as well, so. He went with a different formation for that game. He went with two up front. Uh, he, usually, he usually plays one up front with a couple of like number 10 positions and um, sort of a couple of holding midfielders. Um, but it was a decent performance for Luton were, you know, they're a decent side. But I don't think they're, you know, I think they're beatable. Um, you know, Luton have lost a couple of players, I think, on trip to transfers. I think Kerr Bree's gone to Southampton. Cornick has gone to Bristol City as, as two examples. Um and I think with with them, I think it's it's about how you handle the big players. And I thought we 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 did we we got off the worst possible start. We set that, but we can see it in the first minute um, a little bit of luck really for their goal. Uh, cross came in, Casey Palmer sort of tried to clear it, kind of miskicked it, loops in the air, and um, it gives Lockyer just headed it into the back of the net. So it's disappointing start. But I thought we we played well after that. We won a good penalty, although referee was a, was a joke in that game. We should have sent off. Um, I think it was Osher at the back. You know, Yoko has got a shot on goal there and he brings him down. Stonewall penalty and no, and no sanction after that. So it was a pretty poor decision in my opinion. Um, I, think, I think we'll come on to refs a little bit later on so you, yeah. you can elaborate a bit further with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I mean, I think our performance is, 
I've been a bit up and down of type moment. Um, I went to stand at West Brom the week before. We were very poor first half. I mean, West Brom won one nil, but it could have easily been two or three nil and before they actually scored. Um, but we we improved a bit second half. So um, I think this game, this this game's Bill will you know another tough opponent. I think it's a sort of game where both teams will be saying we need to beat this team if we've got aspirations of getting into the playoffs. I'm sure you'll be saying that, and we'll be saying the same as well. I think from our point of view, we need we need to get um, we need to win this game to get ourselves back into contention. But um, I think realistically, I think um, if we can improve and be table last season, we'll be quite happy with that. I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure we're ready for playoffs. Um, but you never know. You know, football's a funny game. If you can get one win, it gives you a bit of momentum to the next game. But, you know, as you know, you, know, you want a QPR and there's a decent win there and you know, you draw to Sunderland to, you know, they're on their abouts as well. So it, it's 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 quite an open league, I think, the championship this year. They're, they're at your fault sides. So I think... Uh, any, I think, I think it's. It, I think obviously Burnley and Sheffield United are probably sewn up one and two, but I think after that, it's any, it's anyone's anyone's positions. I think to see it's off grabs. Absolutely, I think I think the the standard of the league, I think necessary is, is tightened, and I think that's why there's teams like Luton that you mentioned earlier, us and other clubs that are, are sort of um, you know making a push. Um, leads me look kind of nicely onto onto you, Ben. Obviously, following the back of a a good away victory. Um, you know, thoughts, brief thoughts on that, and and uh, optimistic for tomorrow. I know you're not always the most optimistic of of Millwall fans, but uh, must have a little bit of confidence after Saturday. Yeah, I think just echoing on what Mark said, I think it's certainly with our fixture list and the games we've got coming up. I think it's a game that I'm looking at to see not where we're at because we know where we're at, but almost. Uh, I feel I feel like it's a bit of a must win for us already because. Mark, I don't know if you're aware, but we've got Sheffield United off the back of you. We've then got Burnley, Luton. Um, so we've got some tough games ourselves coming up. So, yeah, I think for us, uh, tomorrow night's a massive game, I feel like. Definitely coming off the back of a massive win against QPR. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm going into it quietly confident. Um, that being said, if my dad watches the rerun here, he'll be going, I don't know why you're thinking that because he's a massive fan of Coventry and he, he really likes Coventry. So, um, yeah, look, I'm think, I, think if it, I think it'll be a good game. I think it will be a tight game. As you just said, I think the standard of the league's all pretty close from probably 15th or 16th all the way up to probably thirds. There's not too much in between uh, all of those sides. So, yeah, uh, I think it'll be a good game, but I'm going into it quietly optimistic which is weird for me um so cue us getting stuff 6-1 like we did in lockdown but um yeah no I think yeah be a good game we're looking forward to it yeah I, I mean to echo both of your points there from from my point of view I think it is going to be a quite close game um I thought the return or the, the previous fixture at the den uh, Mark I, I don't know if you if you come to the den or if you've seen the highlights and, and perhaps replays but I thought it was a tad or two of halves. You, you come out the traps really, really quickly, um, put us on the back foot. And I think we were 2 0 down inside sort of 20, 25 minutes. Um, and then we come back into it. I, you guys had a guy sent off and obviously changed the game a little bit. We managed to, to turn it around and obviously by one goal. I, I don't think it'll be much between two sides tomorrow, personally. I think it will be will be a close game. Um, Mark, I just, I'd come to, you, come to you next, just a couple of bits and pieces that I'd, I'd looked into you guys. Obviously, you know, everybody in the championship, everybody in probably English football is aware of, of how good Guy Carez, um is. Um, obviously, it was a big boost for you guys to hold on to him uh, in the January transfer window. Is it a case of 
the other players are, are perhaps not quite up to, on, on his level. I mean, I, I had you guys tip to, to be really, you know, pushing for the top six. You you hinted that you might not be ready for it. Is it a case of he is if if he doesn't play, you guys struggle, or what? What seems to be the what seems to be the reason for perhaps not not being confident of making that top six? Um, I think it's the lack of it's the lack of depth in the squad. I think is the right. problem. Um, if Yokres went injured. We haven't got a player his ability that can. You know, your career is it's not just the goals he scores, but it's 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 the work he does back. You know, he's back to goal. Mm. Uh, it brings other players into the game, sets Charles up as well. He's got a lot of really good attributes, which um, we don't really have a player who can. I mean, our other strikers we've got Massey Godden, who's a good sort of player, the six yard box. He, he's a good, probably our best finisher actually, Massey Godden. I don't think Yokres is our best finisher at the club. I say Matty Godden is, but Matty Godden is more of a, um, I guess, kind of a fox the box striker. He scores a lot, lot of goals from sort of inside the penalty area. Um, Tyler Walker for me is is not is not championship standard. I think he's he's, he's a lead one player. Um, he hasn't had a lot of opportunities. He's had in fairness, his defence has had injuries, but from what I've seen of him, it's not really someone who will step up to play if, if we get an injury. Uh, we brought in Sean um, Morrison. Um, they're not Sean Morrison, um, but I can't remember his name. Um, there's a guy from Preston. Maguire? Sean Maguire. Yeah. Sean Maguire, yeah. Um, and he hasn't, to be fair, I've not seen a great deal of Sean Maguire, really, um, to sort of make an opinion of him. He, he came in all free from, from Preston till the end of the season, so he's obviously got something to prove. But, yeah, we just, there's, there's lack of quality. We don't need to get goals from other players. We don't get enough goals from other players. Um, Gustavo Hayden, to be fair, is is he's had probably one of his best seasons for the club. He's been fantastic. Not just he had, he, I think he was uh, red red card at Newell earlier this season. Uh, that, what you were saying earlier, I think he had two yellows from memory. Um, but his 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 all round place has been really good this season. His defensive work's been good, and and, he, and he's gone he's got an eye for a goal as well. Um, Jamie Allen divides a lot of opinion in our club. Um, he's he's a hard working player, but he doesn't score enough goals. Although ironically, he's probably had his most assists this season for the club, but not his biggest fan. But the point is that we need to get goals from, from other positions and we're not getting that. So there's too much reliance on Jokeres to deliver. And even Jokeres, although I think he's an excellent striker for us, I don't actually think he's Premier League quality just yet because I think he misses his fair share of chances. Oh, I was just about to to ask that, Mark. I was going to say, is, is, is there any reason that he didn't make his move into the Premier League? Because I think he's probably the envy of every club in, in the Championship, certainly. And I think we all look at him and it's interesting you say that, that he's probably not Premier League quality. Do you, is there anything, any other reason there? Do you think there was a bid that was that maybe came in? I know there was a lot of rumours about Everton and maybe West Ham making a bid in the January transfer window, but... Yeah, do you think a bid was made and he'll be off in the summer or do you generally think it is, he's just not quite good enough for the Premier League? Um, I think he'll, I suspect he'll go He'll go in the summer because he, his contract's up in 2024. So I think if it, he'll either sign a contract with us maybe for a year and, and maybe a big clause and then if we get a certain amount of money from a club, then he'll probably be able to talk to him. Um, I, I, I feel he misses too many chances though, and that and that you think well he's got eleven goals. Why you know that's incredible thing to say. But a game like West Brom, take the game as West Brom for example. You know West Brom's not an easy place to go, but he's had he's got two good chances there. And you know if he if he gets you know if he gets both of them, we win the game or we've got a good chance to win the game. But he's just he is a fantastic player. I mean you know I, I want him to stay you know forever and ever. But realistically, I'm I'm a, I'm a realist. 
if a club comes in for an offer around, I don't know, say 15, 20 million around that sort of figure, I think he'll probably be gone. But I don't think he's necessarily Premier League quality. Um, I don't think, I, th- I think he's a, he'll be a bench player in the Premier League, but I'm honest. Um, I'm not saying that because I don't want him to go. I, just, I generally don't think he's quite quite there yet. But that's not to say he won't, he won't develop that quality. But he's, he's, he's integral he's integral player for us for, for permanence. That's good about our play. Sure. It's quite interesting that you say that, and Ben, I'm going to put you on the spot here now, um, because we we have our, a very similar uh, situation with one of our our players and Zian Fleming, um, possibly being the the main man for us. Not comparing him to Guy Caressa, two different players completely, but but Ben, do you think there's? I know we've brought in a couple of attackers, but do you think there's perhaps a little bit of that reliance? And and perhaps a lack of quality on the same level as Fleming in, in our squads. Do, are we in a similar position to, to perhaps Coventry and Garcares? Yeah, I, I certainly think so. I think we, we've seen that the early part of the season already, and and our desperation in trying to get a striker in January. I'm hoping now, certainly with the little bit of quality or the the, the lot of quality we saw from what more in a short space time or only one game from the weekend, that he can add that little bit more in terms of goals and assists and we won't be so reliant on Fleming but yeah I certainly feel like there's going to be a similar story with us or we're going to be very similar in terms of our reliance um, on Fleming like Coventry perhaps are with with your career so yeah I, it, it seems like we're going to be <laughs> we're just two very similar sides to be fair but um, yeah no, I'm hoping with the addition of Watmore certainly with Burke coming in as well um, Bradders I think I've said it on the show before I think he's streaky I'm hoping he can go on a streak again at some point soon. Um, but yeah, there is obviously going to be a massive reliance on Fleming for the rest of the year. He's going to be key for us to make that continued push for the top six. And I think like what Mark said as well, if we get a bid of 15 and 20 million in the summer, it could be farewell to, to Fleming as well. So yeah, probably very similar in, in in players, the reliance and the importance to the two sides. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, both of them are obviously making a name for themselves in the championship this year. Um, different players, again, not comparing the two, because I think um, Kai Carrez is the same, more of a, a, a striker, whereas Fleming is, is, is the creative midfielder. Um, Mark, just, just to bring you back in, I mean, in terms of expectation at Coventry, where were yourself personally and maybe the, the wider the wider fan base what was the expectation going into the season? Obviously, I know you guys started with some trouble with the ground and 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 getting fixtures played. Obviously, that seems to be from an outsider. You might best correct me if I'm wrong um, to be kind of rectified. Expectation level to, to top ten, top six. What 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 do you think, or what do you think the wider fan base would would be expecting? Um, I think I think we're I don't think we would like playoffs, but I don't think it's it's not it's not the expectation. Mark Robbins has probably got. Um, he's under the, probably the least amount of pressure of all the managers you'll get in in the championship because he's you know purely because he's taken us from League League Two back up to the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a lot of credit in the bank. Um, I don't think I think expectations are if we can get at least mid table or top ten. I think that's a good season for us. Right. Um, but with Doug King now being you know the new owner. Um, there's, the summer's going to be very interesting regarding you know comings and goings. But yeah, of course, the ambition long term is to get back to the Premier League. That's where we'd want to be. Mark Robinson said publicly that 
you know, he wants to take Coventry back to the Premier League and it's been too long. It has been 20, 21 years or 22 years now this season where we've not, you know, we've not gone, gone back to the big league. And I think that it's definitely something we're aiming for. I think, that, I think this season, I think, I think the players will say we can get, we can get playoffs. I mean, but Carmen Fats in the interview after the Luton game said that, you know, we need to, we need to beat Millwall really midweek to get ourselves a chance because, you know, unfortunately we've played, we've played quite a few of the teams to playoffs and, and in this opposite, we haven't picked up many points. So, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity tomorrow night to, to get some to get to get some points on the board and start climbing the table. But I mean, me be realistically, I think top ten is a good season for us. I don't think we're quite good enough for playoffs. I have to say, I think the reason for that is we just don't have the depth of players. We don't have enough players in the squad. You know, if we have a couple of injuries, like you know, Cameron O'Hare is a massive player for us. We don't have anyone. And to be fair, Casey Parver has done he's done a real good job for us. But Carol O'Hare, he's, he's he's a massive focal point going forward. It's been like Fleming for you guys, and um, you know to be without him has been a massive blow for us. Um, and Ben, I think I know the answer to this question, but the expectation from yourself for for us, uh, are you expecting the top six? Would you be happy with the top ten, top eight? Uh, I, I I I don't expect anything with us. I'm quite realistic when it in terms of budget and the team certainly in and around us. You look at all of those. They are just bigger clubs than us. Just take Luton out of that. We won't go into that uh, debate again, but take Luton out of that. Everyone else in and around us are just bigger clubs, bigger budgets, bigger squads, etc. So I don't think there's an expectation to. I think now where we are, as I said earlier, I think the next five, six fixtures is really key for the rest of our season. But I think now where we are, I would be pretty disappointed if we weren't at least giving ourselves a chance of making that top six, it being in our own hands towards the end of the season. But as I say, there certainly wasn't any expectations for me um, to be there at the start of the year. I think, just touching on that, Gary Rowett, I think at times, or for quite a lot of his tenure at Millwall, has got a bit of stick. And I think unduly, and I think all, all of us probably have gone, his football's boring at some point. But do you know what? I think what he's done and what he's doing is nothing short of superb. And he deserves a lot more credit from us as a fan base. I think he needs... My dad keeps saying to me, he needs some love from the fans. And it was great to see him at the end of the game at QPR, really giving us a roar. Um, so I'm hoping he sticks around for the next couple of years as well. So, yeah, no, there's certainly no expectations, as I said, for the top six. But now I'd be pretty disappointed if it wasn't in our own hands come the end of the year, or certainly at least to give us an opportunity to be in there. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably have to, to go with that. I think the expectation with all football clubs, everyone wants the best for their football clubs. I'm sure there'll be other commentary fans that were, of course, they'd want to be in the top six. There'll be Millwall fans listening going, of course, you want to be on the top six. But sometimes you probably have to be a little bit realistic with squad size and, and you say injuries to key players or suspensions. Um, I'm going to go back to the topic that you briefly touched on, Mark. Um, the standard of refereeing. And and general officiating in the championship. Um, us Millwall supporters, uh, I don't know how much you you may see of our games or, or our rants from our supporters on Twitter, but we have a lot to say about the standard of officiating and especially the standard of officiating when it comes to opposition players rugby tackling Jake Cooper um, from set pieces. We seem to feel quite hard done by. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, general thoughts, really. What, 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 what do you think, the, where do you think the issue lies with, with it? Because you're not the, the first supporter that's come on the show that's kind of had something to say about perhaps the standard of refereeing. Yeah, I think it's been, uh, I mean, I'm saying the referee at our game against Lutz on Saturday was very poor. You're not stick from the crowd. As I said earlier, I thought um, that the defender should have got sent off Australia for a foul on Jokeris, which was, that's, you know, to me, was a denying obvious goal scoring opportunity offence. Um, and he's only given me yellow cards, and that was just unbelievable decision, really. Um, and not just that, I just think it's the amount of times players are committing not just one foul, but three or four fouls, and, and, and there's no yellow card. There's no action. There's no sanction. And you know it's 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 all about getting control of the game. And I felt the game that I saw Saturday, he lost control. The only decision I agreed with actually was Wilson Esbrand, our, our left our left wing back, got sent off for two yellows, and he was a bit he was a bit reckless. I, I, that's the only decision I'd say. Fair enough, I can sort of understand that decision. But yeah, I just think um, yeah, it's not just the official, it's not just the referee, it's the assistant referee as well. Um, you know. Not don't always think they're proactive enough in their decision making. And um, but the only thing I would say, I, I'm not. I don't know what your guys' opinion on this. I I personally wouldn't want VAR coming into the championship. That's one thing I would say. I'm, you know, you you, you see the games, the Premier League, and they still can't get decisions right. And I think there was a, there was an incident in the Arsenal uh, game. I think recently, yeah. Where, um, Brentford player was an offside position to build up to their equaliser, but yet this the the, um, the VAR guy didn't forget to draw the lines and he'd be in an offside position so that's I mean we all mind my referees but I don't really want, I don't necessarily think VAR is the answer to, to all our problems that's just my view and um, I'd rather the referee make a decision bad decision there and then a bit of honesty I guess um, but that's only I would say I just think I'm not I, I'm not I think I, I don't want to sort of keep I mean I've been a referee myself it's not an easy job and Part of, the, part of the job of refereeing is know when to play your advantage and know when to, you know, when to bring it back. It's just, I think sometimes referees can a bit see whistle happy. But our referee round on Saturday was um number of times our players got fouled. And, he, and to be fair, Gustavo Hamer should have got the yellow card because he fouled the Luton player about three or four times on being fairly sort of neutral about it. And there was no yellow card for him, which I was delighted about. But mm. really, really, truthfully, he should have had a yellow as well. So... It's just little things like that. If you don't, if you don't get the cards out to control the game, then you're making, you know, you're making life hard for yourself. And so that that's my fault. But certainly, I, I don't think we are VAR's solution, in my opinion. I've just been referee to got to get better. That's all I say. 
I, I would agree. I, I don't think VAR in the championship would. Uh, I, I don't particularly like VAR at any level, watching any level of football personally. I, I would agree. I think the thing with that is it's not actually VAR that's making the decision. It's still a human referee that's watching yeah. the screen. So it's not, it's still a human person that's making the decisions that's still like in, influencing games. And I pretty much know what you're saying to this, but the oh, standard of refereeing, uh, in the championship, where do you think the issue lies? Where do you think it can improve? Or how do you think it can improve? I'm pleased Mark said he used to be a referee because I was about to go full barrels on, on referees then, so I, I won't just do that. But I think for not only this year, but for a couple of years now, just the standard of refereeing, and I don't even really mean just in our league, I think we saw it in the World Cup at times, it's baffling. I think the standard of refereeing or officiating generally is at its lowest that I can remember. Maybe it's just more made of it now because they do ref watch on Sky Sports News and things like that. But I think it's at its lowest. You made the point of Jake Cooper there, Stephen, about, I mean, it seems like every week now, it's just, they might as well turn it into WWE when we have a free kick or corner because it's just ridiculous. He literally gets wrestled and the one Saturday was just an absolute embarrassment and how they haven't picked up on that. And it's not like, again, we say there, it's not just the ref fight. There's a linesman that can see that as well. Um yeah, it, it, I think it's really poor. It needs to improve. How they improve it, I don't know because no one wants to go up and be a ref. Um, I do think, though, when they talk about on Sky Sports about getting ex-players involved, I think they need to do that. I think that will help the game. Um, and just going back to the VAR point, yeah, I've got zero interest in it being in the in the championship anytime soon. I know we probably would get a penalty every week, as I just said, for the Cooper thing, but... For me, it kills the flow of the game. They haven't got it right. As you said, Stephen, there's still a human element behind it. I mean, we spoke about the Arsenal one there, but the Brighton disallowed goal where they drew the line on the wrong player um, was ridiculous. I that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not see, I read about it in, in the press. Yeah, have a watch of that, yeah. Mark. So you think the Brentford one was bad, the Brighton one was even worse. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't want it anywhere near the championship. Um, I still love that raw nature of it, and whether it's controversial or not, we're going to be on the end of some bad decisions we're going to get our fair share of good ones as well um i just don't like it taking that yeah that emotion factor out of football i feel so yeah please don't implement it in the championship anytime soon yeah i I echo both points as i said earlier i'm not i don't advocate um, var at all i think the world cup was a prime example there were some baffling decisions in that and that's on the grandest stage so if they can't get it right in the biggest tournament in in football um what confidence is there really that, that that's the way forward for, you know, the championship or, or other other leagues around the world. Um, bringing it back to, to the game tomorrow, obviously, um, I think both sides are looking to uh, cement positions or, or in, enhance positions. Um, Mark, I mean, in terms of from, from a commentary perspective, do you think... Um, our games, only, oh, I did look earlier, I think you played 30 now, so obviously there's 16, uh, 16 games to go. Is it a case of if you sort of don't start putting a couple of, uh, a bit of a run together that the, the playoffs or the dream of the playoffs might be over? Does that need to start ASAP or, or because of the nature of the league? Um, are you in it right until sort of, right until last knock-ins? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, big, it's a big game tomorrow. Um you know, we need to, we need to win a home game. Simple as that. Simple as that. Because uh, you know, with I think if we win tomorrow, that takes us forty-two points, and then we're sort of not. We've got Rotherham next game away, 
And you think, well, if target three points of Rotherham, then we never know. So I think if we can get a bit of momentum going and we get that win tomorrow, and it's it, you know, I think I think Dad, we've still got we've still got a shout for playoffs, but we need to get on the run now. We have sixteen games to go, and we've got um, see Millwall, Rotherham, and then we've got Sunderland. So we've got three, you know. Something that home as well as a tasty fixture as well. So we have knocked up, and that's another game which will be quite be quite good. But yeah, we, we need we need to start. We need to go up, get a run of our playoffs. I think my my personal opinion is we're not under pressure to get to the playoffs. I think that's the thing. But the expectation amongst the fans is not you know not massively high on playoffs. But you know if we can improve our twelfth position from last season, I think that that would be seen success from season. But um, yeah, that, I mean. Needs to win tomorrow. Simple as Millwall, good side. Um, you know, we lost to them last season at, at, at home. I think last at the game it was a one 0 win for Millwall. We scored fairly late. Uh, it was one of those horrible games where I think we we just didn't couldn't we could play till next week and couldn't score. You know that kind of game. It was, it was very frustrating. But I'm hoping for a better result tomorrow. And I was really really disappointed with, with the result and then early in the season when we're two up and then our goalkeeper decides to make a calamitous mistake from goal. So yeah, it'd be nice to uh, to put that right tomorrow. But yeah, playoff if we've got playoffs, we've got to win tomorrow and then get get ourselves into a run of about three or four wins. But, you know, without pressure on other teams and I think the South is an open league this year. That's, that's that's my thoughts anyway. And before before I come to you, Ben, just on the game tomorrow, Mark, I mean in terms of um commentary looking at, at Bill um Coming to the, coming to you guys tomorrow. Have you been impressed with with, with Millwall or with us, the Lions? Have you been, yeah, have you been able to sort of see much of us? What's the general feel? Because from you know sometimes from our when we're at games, you look at teams coming, you think oh they've got good players, so you know they 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 you know they're capable of of coming and winning the game. Is there is there is there a sort of a, a surprise element with Millwall being in the top six or 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 not really? Is that was that something that may have been expected? No, not really. I think they've always been there. They've always been a side been there or thereabouts. So they've always been a top half championship side. Um, and I know it'll be a tough game. I think Millwall will be fairly similar opponents to Luton. Luton were quite a strong physical side. Um, I look at someone like Tom Bradshaw up front, who's quite a physical striker. Um, who's who's been fairly, he's he's been pretty good with you guys. Um, I must admit, I've not seen a lot of Fleming, but I've heard as you say, as you're saying, I've heard some good things about him. So he's obviously going to be a threat tomorrow. Um, but I'm not surprised at Mill's position. I think that you know you've had some good results this season, and you know the fact that you've gone to QPR and picked up three points away. I think QPR probably a team that are on the slide a little bit this season. Um, but no, I, I, it's going to be a tough game, no doubt about it. Uh, it won't be easy, but it's a game we can win. You know because we've been inside, we've been Sheffield United, we've been Blackburn, and um, we gave, gave Burnley a decent game um, at home. So we're good enough to beat sides above us. It's all about how we turn up on the day. You know, on our day we can beat any team, but also on our day we can lose to any team. So it's it's a bit unpredictable. But I think Millwall will be a tough game tomorrow. There's no doubt about that. But look, there's no easy game in the championship. And every game, if you if you don't underestimate any team, you can lose. So if you can play with an athletic, you can lose if you're not on it. So tough game. But you know, if, if we you know, we are we are definitely capable of winning tomorrow, hundred percent. And Ben. Um... Firstly, thoughts on commentary um, from a you know from an outsider point of view, rather than but rather the supporter, surprised perhaps by, by where they are in the league, or would you expect maybe something else, a different position? Yeah, I've 
I wouldn't say I have a soft spot for Coventry, but I've always looked at them as a, as a club that have been very hard done by in, in recent seasons. Um, just everything that's been going on behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, I've always looked at them and Mark Robbins has done an unbelievable job. Um, I think, again, I don't know if it helped Mark or hindered, obviously, with the, with the games we got called off early on. Was it was it this year with the, with the, the home pitch? Yeah. wasn't suitable yeah. to against yeah. 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 I always find if you've got games in hand, it's not always not necessarily the, the, the easiest thing, certainly in the championship, to make points back on. Um, but yeah, generally, just to, yeah, I've always looked at, at Coventry as a, as a good side. Um, and I think in recent years, it's probably been fairly even with us in, in the results of it being League One or the championship. So yeah, as I said earlier, I think it would be a good game. But yeah, a club I've always looked at with a bit, not of admiration, but say I felt, felt sorry for the Coventry fans and um, deserve a bit better because they not, don't like to see what um, they've been going through. So, yeah, a club I've always kind of earmarked that uh, if they did well, then fair play to them. I, I was saying to, um, just before coming on the show to Mickey, I, I went to a game with Rico um, and it was around the time I think there were some protests and tennis balls were thrown on the pitch. And just after that incident, we actually scored from a corner. The game was halted. And and as I, I, I echo what Ben said, you know, no, you know, there's certain clubs... And perhaps that we have a bigger uh, a rivalry with that we might not be so forgiving, but um, you, you never, it's never nice to see supporters of a, of a football club um, go through some of the kind of experiences and, and perhaps have. I was trying to say very diplomatically, Stephen. <laughs> a club that perhaps was at the, you know, as you said, in the Premier League at one point and happened to, to kind of build their way back up. So I think. You know, from from me, and I'm sure there's other supporters that echo the same. There's a lot of respect there that for the job that Robbins has has done. Um, and Ben, on the game tomorrow, um, I'm going to put you on the spot first. Can I have a score prediction and how you think the game's going to go? How I think the game's going to go? I think it'll be a typical away performance from us. I think anything like Saturday, we'll sit in, probably make it difficult for the first fifteen or twenty. So I'd expect you guys to have a lot of the ball mark. Um, but I'm going to go for the same result with Saturday and say a two-one win to the Lions, um, and I would take that. Uh, yeah, I'd pay money for that result tomorrow because, as I said, I'm looking at our preceding fixtures and they're going to be tough. So, um, also looking at the teams around us tomorrow night and, and Wednesday, their fi- their fixtures. You'd expect Norwich to beat Hull, Burnley could do us a favour in beating Watford, and then Wednesday night there's a couple of teams that are playing each other. So. I think it's an important game for us because, as I say, I think the next five or six games, we don't want to be picking up four defeats out of those five and then there could be a bit of a gap opening up into that top six again or we get, yeah, we're not even in the top six. So, yeah, I think it's an important game. I would take a draw now, but I'm going to go with being optimistic tonight and say a 2-1 win. And just uh, quickly, Ben, uh, not allowed to say Zian Fleming, star player to look out for. Um Someone I think only recently and he probably deserves it after Saturday as well. But Billy Mitchell probably goes under the radar in terms of what he actually does for us. Um, obviously, 100, 100 appearances for the club Saturday uh, was very well publicised after the game. But I think, again, he's just as important player for us in terms of as Fleming is. And Rowick said it in his, his post-match uh, interview. Um, I, I think without him, we would, we, would, we would start to struggle, I think, a lot more than we do because he just ticks the ball over, keeps the game flowing. Um, and again, Rowett said in his interview that he wants to start getting more attacking stats and goals and assists on on his record. But I think what he's doing for us this year has been brilliant and he's really improved, I think. So yeah, I'll go with Billy Mitchell. 
And Mark, um, I'm going to ask put similar questions to yourself, put you on the spot for a prediction for the game tomorrow. And um, you're not allowed to say Guy Carreras, start bad for little fans to look out for in the commentary side. Yeah, um, it's a tough game. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of goals, I have to be honest. Um, but um, I'm usually one of the more pessimistic commentary fans on the podcast. I do. I, I, don't, I never go commentary to win because if I say that, we usually lose. So I'll probably... Um, I'll be happy for a win, obviously, but I think I've got to go one one to this game. Um, I, I think Mill will be a hard side to break down, um, and I think the thing we've got to do tomorrow is not concede first. If we concede first, we you know we we can struggle. But having said that, Saturday we did do quite well with Luton, but um, I'm going for a draw. Um, it'd be nice to beat Mill. I think we're due we're due a win against Mill. To be fair, because I'm sick and tired of losing to, to you guys, so we're. Yeah, but I'm going to go for a draw for this one, one more. It's only been the last two games, Mark. It's not been that long. It's been too, it's been too long for me. You <laughs> sound like a Millwall fan, because the things you say are very similar to what comes out of our maps on our podcasts and spaces and things. Um, I, I'm, I am actually in, in agreement with you, Mark. I don't think there'll be many goals tomorrow. Um, I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think both sides... Whilst they both want to win for, for um, you know their own league positions, I think both sides will be equally desperate not to lose as well. Obviously, with Coventry being at home, um, you, you don't really want to sort of don't really want to be losing your home games. And for us, with with who we go into, I think Ben's point that we we play Sheffield United and Burnley back to back after this. Admittedly, both at the Den, but um, it's a game that I, th- I think both both sides probably won't want to lose. Um, I can't not go with a Mill win. Um, I don't want to do it because, as you say, it's a, it, it kind of puts the lockers on it. But I, I am gonna, I'm gonna just eke out maybe, maybe a one nil, um, similar to the the last game that we at the Rico um, last season. But I think it's going to be very, very tough. Um, that's it for for this edition. Um, we've obviously been joined by Mark from Sky Blue Fan TV. Obviously, guys um, travelling to the game tomorrow. Check them out. Have a have a listen to to their guys. It's been a pleasure having you on, Mark. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Dean. Thanks, Ben. Cheers. Um, and obviously, Ben. Uh, pleasure as always to uh, to do these with you. And uh, hopefully, the next time we speak, uh, we'll uh, we'll have another three points. Um, any last words, Ben? No, as I said, I think really important game tomorrow. Would certainly not be adverse to taking a point, as I mentioned. Um, yeah, but still buzzing from Saturday. So come on, you Lions! Absolutely, come on, you Lions! So this has been the Inside Man with um, Mark from Sky Blues Fan TV, uh, the Coventry City supporter. The Lions travel to the Rico tomorrow evening uh, on Valentine's Day. So hopefully, um, hopefully the, there'll be uh, a decent atmosphere in the grounds. And um, from our point of view. And get the job done. Obviously, from Mark's point of view, he'll be hoping for a, for a different result. Um, this has been that Millwall podcast. This will be available as a uh, out on Spotify and uh, standalone podcast from tomorrow morning. Uh, it'll also go out on YouTube tomorrow afternoon. So, uh, thank you very much. Please don't forget to like and subscribe, and uh, look forward to the next show. Cheers. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.